Hey, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jack Mancini. I'm with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. Many of you have uh, heard of us one way or another and found us way to this podcast today. Uh, what we do as business coaches, we deal with companies that are from 25 employees down to one. Occasionally, we go off the reservation to a bigger company, but uh, that's usually with a, a strong referral for one of our clients who've been working with us for years. But uh, what we do, we coach small business owners, and we take the episodes or we create episodes out of our meetings with our clients. And we don't, you know, we hold names and hold uh, anything that's private, obviously, together. And uh, we make we make these uh, podcasts about our clients, and that's what it's all about. And we have a great, great deal of fun doing it. We don't take on clients unless we, A, like them, there's good chemistry there, and we feel we could be successful. Otherwise, they can go their way, you know, and we'll go ours. But uh, it's, it's worked out very well. We've had these podcasts now, as Adam said, over 500 of them. And it's just good stuff. We bring our clients here, and they can kind of talk about themselves. They're all successful. You know, we, we've dissected that word a million times over. And success isn't just about money. Success is about being able to really live and explore life, especially with a, a, a partner like you guys have. So that's good stuff. Anyway, um, today we're happy to announce that we have guests. Adam's going to introduce them in a minute. And let's just see where it goes. No, no rails on this thing. Just uh, feel like talking, whatever you feel like saying, fire away. But Adam, why don't you pick it up? Sure, absolutely. Thanks, Jack. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Adam Sonhalter. I'm partners with Jack, as you said, with Maximum Value Partners, but also the co-host here for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And you know, Jack usually you know gets the numbers wrong sometimes. It's it's, it's over 300 episodes so far, Jack. But who knows? By the time somebody's listening to this, you know, in the future, maybe we'll have thousands of episodes. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> But yes, yeah, so, picking know, so, on me again. That's all right. Picking, see how he picks on me. That's what happens. You know, you're together for 20 years, Jack. So yeah, I guess. Um, so what we're doing, you know, we have a series that we're doing now in terms of of couples in business, and so uh, we, we've handpicked a handful of our clients that we've had over the years that, that we think have very interesting stories to kind of share. And so we're we're very glad to welcome to uh, to, to the show today is, is Sherry and Dan Jones. Sherry and Dan, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so uh, uh, Sherry and Dan are, are going to share their story about how, um, you know, you, you'll see their, their, their backgrounds. But again, our focus will be talking about how it is working with your spouse or significant other, because there's, there's a lot of uniquenesses to that. You know, people may have been in partnerships before, uh, you know, with all different kinds of folks. But if, if, when it's your, with your spouse and significant other, there's some, some different, uh, different things that, that, that come out as part, you know, as part of being that. And so. We always like to kind of start out as, as give our, our, our guests a chance to kind of just introduce themselves. And so since we have you as a couple too, we'll start with just if each of you would, wouldn't mind giving us a couple of just background in terms of, hey, where, you know, where did you grow up? Kind of, you know, uh, you know, maybe schooling, work history, you know, before we got to, in your case, when you guys uh, you know, bought seniors helping seniors. But you give a little, just a little background about kind of your history. And then also we want to get into and, and hear how you, how you guys met as well. But individually first, and then we'll kind of talk about how, how you guys met. So. Uh, Sherry or Dan, whoever wants to kind of lead off. All right. Um, hi, and my name is Sherry, and um, I grew up in the Cleveland area and lived there my entire life until um, about five years ago when we moved to Columbus, Ohio. 
Um, I went to Ohio State University and majored in dental hygiene, and I had a health education degree as well. Worked as a dental hygienist uh, for about 30 plus years, and during well, some of that- Where'd you go to high school? Uh, yeah, we oh, interrupt a lot, so we just- That's okay. <laughs> I went to North Olmsted High School. Okay, all right. St. Richard's in North Olmsted for elementary, and then North Olmsted High School, and then Ohio State. Got it. Um, and then I worked as a dental hygienist about 30 plus years for the same dentist until he retired. And um, during that period of time, I started working part-time and got a full-time job in pharmaceutical sales. So did that for about 25 years and got downsized two times. And after that is when we decided to go venture out and start our own business. Excellent. Good. Thank you, Sherry. Dan? Mm -hmm. Hi, um, <clears throat> my name's Dan, and uh, I was born in Northwest Ohio, uh, right up in the corner by Indiana and Michigan, a little town called Bryan. Oh, point, yeah. of reference, point of reference, home of Etch-a-Sketch and Dum Dum Suckers. So <laughs> I knew, I knew. It was somewhere around. <laughs> I love it. That's just, okay, good. <laughs> Those are good, and, good to um, be noted for. There you go. So I'm a farm boy at heart, uh, went to Bowling Green, uh, majored in uh, mass communications, and uh, really most of my career and so I spent in sales and some form of communication, started with Motorola back in the day before cell phones with uh, two-way radio communications and moved over to uh, document management, another form of communication. So just uh, just retired in October of, uh, of last year. So I'm starting a, a new career here. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. How do you like, how do you like retirement? Well, uh, our last camping trip, it kind of hit me. It was, you know, nine months into retirement and it's like, okay, I'm not waking up, uh, in the middle of the night thinking I've got a meeting I've forgotten about or an email I've got to answer. So, uh, it's, it's a process for sure. Oh boy. <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> yeah if you find something hang on to it you know i mean it's, it's really a, a big deal i tried retiring twice i'll never do it i'll, I'll be crawling i'll be crawling away from it you know well, I, I, I gave my I'm golf clubs away this. i gave my golf clubs away this. to my son grandson i'm sorry I gave my golf clubs away to my grandson. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need clubs. I don't go out at all. I don't go out <laughs> golfing at all. So, do you golf? Are you a golfer? Uh, just golfed yesterday, yesterday with a neighbor of ours. So okay, um, so you're a golfer. Based on, and based on that, Jack, um, I may not stay retired. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Well, we'll get to the, the retirement discussion later. That's, that's probably a different episode. Like, you know, so, all right. So that, that was good. Quick backgrounds of both of you guys. Give our, give our, our folks a sense of kind of how, how you kind of started out. If you wouldn't mind telling our, our audience, kind of share your story in terms of how the two of you met. So uh, full disclosure, this is a second marriage for Sherry and I both. Right. And uh, in our, transition phase of being single, we were uh, uh, introduced, uh, blind blind introduction at a Super Bowl party in uh, Lakewood. <laughs> and uh, 
I knew I knew he was going to be there. He didn't know I was going to be there. So I got to check him out first. <laughs> <laughs> she set you up, it sounds like. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, as my dad said, my dad had a way of putting things. And I always love this, that he said, uh, we're, a blend, we're not a blended family. We're a welded family. Um, and I, there's, as I think back more and more, I mean, there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a hers, mine and ours that four children and, um, you know, there's a lot of dynamics there and we're, uh, we're a very tight family unit. Uh, we get to see our kids often and, uh, uh, even though we're kind of spread out and it's, uh, it's been good. Yeah. 30 plus years. So. Wow. Perfect. All right. Excellent. Well, you you know you you have your camper to uh, go visit your kids. Where do they all live? Uh, I've got a son in New Jersey. Our uh, oldest daughter lives here in Columbus with four grandchildren. That's what brought us to Columbus. Uh, our uh, second oldest daughter lives up near Bellevue, Fremont area, and then our youngest son uh, just moved to Denver for his job. Oh boy. Okay. They are scattered. That's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. If you're going to travel, like the movie vacation where Eddie, I don't know if you saw the movie, but it's, uh, uh, is his, his brother-in-law, Eddie, I think it's his brother-in-law. Yeah. He comes to stay with them and he stays in his camper. He has his camper out in the driveway yeah. the whole time. <laughs> that is a new Maybe guy, that's why it? our kids don't want us to come with the camper. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Put decals on it. Really, really mark it up. Yeah. That's good. They don't they don't want to see dad in his bathrobe out there emptying the uh the tank. That's, well, that's part that's part of rediscovery. You know, I have teenage kids now. I keep they, we keep embarrassing them all the time. So what's part of the part of the fun of having kids? You know, all the pain and suffering you go through. So as, as you get older, you can start to embarrass them more and more and more. It starts with the teenage years, and it's good to hear that it doesn't stop. You know, once they get beyond that, yeah. too, it sounds like right. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So 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 it's sounds like from your backgrounds again. Both of you were you know were in sales, communication sales, pharmaceutical sales, doing well, working for. For, for, for somebody else. So talk to us, how, how did the idea come up about getting into business for yourself? You know, what, what were the discussions like? Was this a, was there an epiphany, epiphany aha moment that it happened over time? Kind of give us a little background in terms of how, how it came to be that you decided to kind of do your own thing. Well, um, after uh, my second downsizing, I started looking to get back into pharmaceuticals. And then I was like, you know, maybe it's just time to do something different. So we were actually at um, a store and Dan picked up an ink magazine and saw an ad for um, a company called Seniors Helping Seniors. It's a franchise. And uh, we bought the magazine and started doing some research on it and said, you know, maybe we ought to just try something on our own. And I was all for it. I had my family, a number of my uh, family members have been in their own businesses. So I thought, well, do you think we could do it as a couple? Do you really think that it would work? And so we decided to uh, do some investigation and ultimately um, we pursued it. And that's, we're very, very fortunate to be able to, to uh, actually start our own business like that, so. You know, you know how many people we talk to about reading Inc. Magazine? That's the, the you know, we, we say we say it's the Bible of small business. And in fact, we talk about, so was that the Inc. 500 or was it, just, it was a normal just Inc. Magazine? It was just an Inc. Magazine. 
Yeah, because yeah. we, we often talk about the, the whole Inc. 500, which over the years has become the Inc. 5000. We say, look, if you read through an Inc. 500 and you don't get inspired by uh, you know numerous stories or ideas and say, hey, I can do that. That sounds interesting. Chances are you probably shouldn't have your own thing, right? I mean, that's a, that's a good test. So the fact that you, you know, I saw the cover and sort of going, it's okay. All right, so that, that happened to be the one on the cover. So did, did, you, did you start looking at, at a bunch of things? It was just, it happened to be the, the first one you saw just made sense. Or, you know, how many things did you look at, consider? You know, was it all franchise stuff? Did you look at buying something else? To, you know, kind of walk us through a little bit in terms of kind of how you guys process that. Um, I don't think at any point we really ever considered just buying a business outright. Um, it, the franchise model seemed to be, we felt like might be a good fit because I, I still was working full time in my job. Um, and though our intentions at first were, is, okay, we're going to run this together and, and, you know, very much a, a partnership, if you will. But, uh, you know, even though with the franchise, which again, our mindset was, you know, they've got, uh, some discipline, some regiment. They've obviously have, it's a proven business plan. Um, and we, and I think that for us was a, a big part of it is their philosophy uh, kind of felt, felt comfortable to us. The fact that, you know, they had a little different approach to elder care and that's what seniors helping seniors is, is basically providing non-medical uh, elder care services. And uh, their kind of approach is based upon using caregivers that are baby boomers, older baby boomers, so that there's more of a connection with their clients as opposed to someone younger coming in. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just there, there would be maybe more of a comfort factor. And the more we learned about the business, it was like, yeah, this, this makes a lot of sense. And uh, so I think from that standpoint, yeah, I think we kind of got lucky that this was one of the first things that we had looked at and it just felt like a fit and we made the jump. Right. Okay. Can you recall, can you recall your feelings going into this? I mean, was it lots mm -hmm. of angst and what are we yeah, doing? Tension yourself or is it, Hey, no sweat, just walk in and put your feet up on the desk and take off. <laughs> Uh, oh, both, from, both with a sales background, you know, the administrative part had to be a little daunting or no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jack. It was, there was a lot of angst in it. Even uh, after we purchased it and went through some of the training programs with the owners, um, obviously, neither one of us had any experience of running a business <clears throat> or, like you said, the administrative part of it or knowing how to really do an HR with it, with your employees. So it was definitely a learning experience. And there were many times where we were like, why did we do this? Is this the right thing? But uh, <laughs> it all worked out in the end. So. Well, that's what counts. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah we, we, you know, we realize that all the time when we're coaching, you know, we, the, the the gap of knowledge is significant and, and so many so many companies don't make it and it's pretty much because of that and it's it's just a hard hump to get over for so many people that's why so but i think i think after the first year when i mean sherry sherry really ran the business my role was you know very much in the background kind of making sure we had a steady income had benefits and so forth and um, 
I think after that first year when Sherry basically set a number of records for franchises with seniors helping seniors, it's like, maybe I just need to, you know, have a subservient role and, you know, behind every man is a great woman. In this case, behind every great woman was a guy. So uh, I needed to know my place. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to picture something. You guys are starting this out. So yeah, so your point, Dan, you, you're working full time. Sherry, you just been you know, recently downsized again. So you had, you had, you had all the time in the world, you know, and so you're, you're trying to decide, okay, well, do I look for a job? Versus let me look at this. And so you went full time into, you know, let's find something to, to be able to do. And you're more of that type A personality. And Jack is joking about you kind of sitting back and putting your feet up on the, you know, I don't sense you had too many less than 12, 14 hour days of kind of just doing stuff and, you know, just be constantly kind of, you know, you're an on off kind of person, right? It's not, you know, 60%. No, it's, it's a hundred percent or 0%, you know, one of those yeah. kind of things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, and then early on, you know, if you're, if you're investigating a franchise, you guys are trying to do it together. You have training to go to. So I imagine that first, you know, three to six month period. So Dan, you kind of got sucked into some of that stuff. I think you said, you know, you had, a, you know, your full-time job, you know, you know, day job, you know, so you're probably taking vacation time to go on training for stuff like that, you know, or, or doing different things, trying to balance stuff. Um, but Sherry, so go, going full-time in. So, um, Talk about what it's like to all of a sudden, I don't want to say be free, you know, but again, it, it, you'd always work with somebody else. Okay. And so this was, this, was this your first time or did you work? Again, you said you, your family had more entrepreneurial kind of backgrounds or kind of owning, owning their own thing. So, you know, what was it like to now for the first time kind of be able to set your own schedule, kind of do what you wanted? I mean, you know, talk about that a little bit, the feelings of those. <laughs> so when we bought it, uh, obviously, my head was going in every different direction, deciding what I need to do first. You know, I wasn't really sure about that. Um, so yeah, I there were many sleepless nights. I it was my part. My big problem was I didn't know how to turn it off um, because Welcome I to really wanted to be a success. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew I knew it was on my shoulders to make this thing either make it or break it. So. Um, I spent a lot of hours researching, you know, what's the best way to run a business, A, and B, learning the industry of elder care, because there's a lot of different facets to that business that really need to be considered. And coming from more of a caregiver background, you know, with healthcare, with dental hygiene, I knew that it was important from a, a, to make it a very personal experience for anyone that I would come into contact with, whether it be employees or the clients and their families. So I uh, went ahead and got certified, um, became a certified senior advisor, which was a, um, a formal course with testing that you get uh, certified and you have to renew it every year, um, just to make sure that I had qualities behind me that I was able to sell to families. Um, my mom was elderly at that time. And I, from a daughter's standpoint, I knew what I would look for in having a caregiver come into our home. So I tried to be that person for other families. So it took a lot of, a lot of research. It took a lot of long hours. Um, and luckily Dan was very understanding um, that I wasn't always available when he wanted to go do something. So. So th those records in that first year just didn't happen. That's what you're saying. It was a lot of 80, 100 hour weeks, sleepless yes. nights, doing stuff. And okay. But that's kind yeah. of how you're wired. Again, can come back to that's, you know, that, that's how you are. I'm sure you were working every bit as hard, maybe not 
thinking about it as much when you're in the pharmaceutical sales, even when you're, you know, as a dental hygienist, it's kind of there, you know, you get that kind of caring nature about you. And so I can see why this business related to it. your point. Like, this is something that you could see and, and really you took every client to heart from that standpoint, you know, that yeah. whatever was going on, you kind of rode that roller coaster with them up and down. If things are going well or, or, or maybe not going so well. So, okay. So, so Dan, talk about that all of a sudden. So, you know, I'm sure when she was doing pharmaceutical sales, everything else, she was busy doing stuff, but you had some time off and doing things. And now did you felt like maybe, uh, Hey, where's my wife? All of a sudden she, you know, she's, she's always, always working and with technology today. And so, you, you know, being communication industry, all of a sudden, Hey, you know, the, she, she had her cell phone, e email, computer, like, was it 24 seven? What was it like? Did you feel like you're a bachelor now and you could kind of do some other, you know, talk about <laughs> what, what was this like all of a sudden? Let's put it this way. My golf game didn't improve. It's not like I just found time to go out and golf. <laughs> another another discussion, another day. But um, no, I think, you know, when I, as Sherry was describing that, I think the thing that Sherry did that really made the business a success is she really used that practical approach that if we had followed the business model of seniors helping seniors, we would have opened up an office. We would have spent a lot of money on advertising. We would have done a lot of things that quote unquote kind of feels like a traditional approach. And I think Sherry, you know, it, she was such a good fit for that because she said, no, wait a minute. Why do we need a storefront? We're not going to get walk up traffic to come to a storefront. So we ran it out of the house for the first five years. Five years. So I did see her, uh, even though I had an office and traveled, um, you know, she was there, which made it, you know, a double, you know, kind of a double uh, dip for Sherry. Cause it's like, you know, when you work for home, people obviously COVID shows us, shows that a lot that it's kind of hard to sometimes separate personal and business, but um, no, I don't, I, I think from our relationship standpoint, um, you know, obviously there were some challenges where, because she had to carry two cell phones, one personal, one for the business. Um, and she always had this briefcase that, you know, with all her documents so that she could, you know, take care of things. And so I was the one always say, hey, can we <laughs> make that an electronic document? Can we, you know, how can we improve that or whatever? But um so I think we made the adjustments to that, but again, kind of going back to what I think is, you know, central to, to the success that she had is, um, I mean, initially we did spend some money on advertising, but it got to the point, she said, I just, I need to get to where I can meet people and get my face out there and build relationships, relationships with, um, and she can talk to, to speak to that in terms of the groups, but I really think that's what made it uh, a successful business is she became the face of the business, not some storefront, not some advertising, because people trusted Sherry, you know, to take care of their mom or dad or loved one, whatever it might be. So she was very good about building those relationships. And that's not something you necessarily can buy with advertising or, again, a, a brick and mortar storefront. Does that make no, sense? No, no, Yeah, it does. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, as you get into business for yourself, you know, 
you start to reflect upon what you had done previously. And, you know, were there, were there things that became obvious pretty early on? You said, well, gee, uh, I didn't know this was going to help me here, but now, you know, something that I did six, eight, 10 years ago, all of a sudden, Hey, this is helping me, you know, do this thing. So whether it be like your point, Dan, here she is comfortable going up and speaking in front of a group. Okay. Well, you know, haven't been in sales doing stuff. So she just kind of had been there. It was, it was no big deal for her from that standpoint, perhaps, but it, it, you know, as you're looking at, at some of the things that, that maybe helped you be successful early on like that, you know, you know, what kind of things did you see coming to the forefront that, Hey, this really helped me. Again, whether it be something maybe, maybe from, from a prior job experience or maybe some other folks that, uh, that you knew who, who had a company that, that, that were able to help you from that standpoint too? Well, I think one thing that really helped me as far as with my caregivers was um, reflecting back on managers I had when I was in pharmaceutical sales, seeing the qualities I liked in them and seeing ones that I felt um, weren't so great as far as people skills. So I started treating my employees the way I wanted to be treated by my managers. And to be perfectly honest, um, in the uh, caregiving segment, your employees make or break your business. You know, if you don't have good employees, if you don't have faithful employees, it's not going to go anywhere. And we were able to really build a very strong relationship with those people because we treated them the way we wanted to be treated. Um, I always told them that I would never send them into a home to care for somebody that I wouldn't go into myself. And they really respected that because in, in the industry, you don't always find that with elder care companies. They are, they're in it for the bucks and they really don't always take individual needs into consideration. So I think being able to treat the employees um, fairly and um, very respectfully really helped the business. Oh, there's no um, question. Yeah, I mean, I, I really truly believe, because I know I couldn't ever do what a lot yeah. of those caregivers did. And I really was thankful to them. And we definitely, we put on, you know, uh, parties for them and, you know, gave them little thankful, thank you gifts. And they, re, you know, they really um, were excited to get that because uh, it's for many of them, they were really never um, respected in their prior lives or prior commitments that they did um, in their jobs. Cause these, again, these are women, mostly women that were 50 and older. So they were working a lot of them because they had to work to make ends meet, but also because they had that love for other people. So um, that was one that, I think that was really the biggest thing that helped us as far as with our employees. Um, as far as the business, um, again, I knew that I wanted to be able to care, make it a size that was um, manageable, that we knew each and individual family and that we weren't just counting them as a number like I knew some of the other companies were. And so again, I think that helped get, get us customers because they knew that who they were gonna talk to, they were gonna talk to the owner of the company. They weren't talking to somebody, you know, that was just filling a seat in an office. And uh, many times we would get referrals from, um, from families. And the first thing they would say is, oh, and so I hear that we're actually talking to the owner. And that seemed to be a big deal to families. So yes, I think yeah. finding that out was really a good, you know, it really helped us a lot with the business as well. You started- Do you remember DISC? Do you remember DISC? Yes. Do you ever find yourself using that at all? Or did find you know, I, the shelf? 
No, it's, you know what, I don't know all, I don't remember all the individual segments of that, but I think about that often. Because we use it I, all the time. We use it yeah. all the time. Yeah. And we use that on the uh, staff that we hired for the office. Okay. And right. we made it made sure that, you know, we were getting the right fit. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's so hard to find good people. I, you know, I mean, however one defines a good person, but when 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 you get a good person, you know it. You know, absolutely. I mean, they, they do so many good things, so many you know, relative to their job, and they're just they take the initiative and they they you know they just do it right. And when you yeah. don't find the right person, you find that out really quickly. Uh, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Just the opposite ends of the spectrum, that's for sure. Well, talk about how your roles evolved a bit. Because, uh, Dan, you were joking before that kind of, you know, you started together. Hey, we're going to do this together. We're going we're gonna to charge up the hill together. And very quickly, all of a sudden, it's like, ah, wait a minute. I got things holding me back and different things kind of happened. What was kind of going on? So talk a little bit about how your roles evolved over time um, in terms of, you know, how you thought it was going to be originally versus how, how it wound up being. And then because, you know, as you progressed, you owned the company, was it for seven years, eight years, something like that? Yes. So mm -hmm. to talk a little bit just in terms of how, how things kind of progressed and how you kind of started to kind of find your rhythm, how long did it kind of take to kind of maybe find that rhythm? And, and you know, again, just your, your individual roles within the company first. Um, I'm just trying to think <clears throat> how much the training, um, how long the training lasted, because we went to we went to Lancaster twice. I twice, I think. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we both went through the training. So I felt like I had a, a fairly good understanding of, you know, their business model, what was going to be expected and so forth. But really, when it came time to to growing the business, I think we had a, a fairly quick recognition that, again, getting out, quote unquote, in the field making connections and so forth with me working full time, Sherry was, Sherry was going to have to be the face of the business. So, you know, where I helped is, you know, I have, at that time I had a little bit better, you know, I guess computer skills and things like that, that I could help with, you know, developing some, I was in document management. So I was pretty good with, helping come up with some of our own forms and documents to, to run the business, if you will. We found some of the, uh, the uh, corporate ones that were provided to us just seemed a little clumsy. So, you know, I helped out, I think, in, in the back end on that. Um, there were a couple of times where I went with Sherry on some appointments where she wasn't quite sure about the location, you know, the home she was visiting and just, uh, you know, kind of a safety factor, if you will, because you don't know. Um, and, and especially in today's age, you have to be very careful. So um, I guess I was quote unquote, the company bodyguard to some, ah, some degree. All right. <laughs> Good. Were um, you packing? Were you packing, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I had my cell phone ready, 911. So. <laughs> but uh, again, very much... Um, you know, when we decided to finally get an office, I mean, you know, I was there to help paint and set up the, set equipment. Up the equipment. And it just so happened the company I worked for was downsizing. So we picked up some office furniture at next to nothing. And so I hauled that over and we got it set up. And, you know, it was things, things like that, um, you know, that I think my really felt like that was my best role. But I think 
you know, when you guys entered the picture, that's also when some of our roles didn't change, but the way we were running the business evolved because I think the success that we enjoyed with the business or Sherry in particular enjoyed in the business, you know, could trust a lot of, uh, you know, sorry about that, trust a lot of her instincts and, you know, we talk about them. And so from that standpoint, maybe I was kind of a, you know, co co consultant, not a co-owner necessarily, but we, consulted back and forth. What do you think about this? Bouncing ideas. But then I think we got to a point where we, you had grown the business so well and so fast as like, okay, I think we're going to need some guidance here. We're going to need to to take this to the next level. We're going to need you gentlemen. Um, and I'm trying to remember now how we found out about Jack and Adam, but um, that took us to another level. It was and actually a referral. Was it a referral? Yeah, so it was a referral. Uh, somebody was working for Mike Deso. I can't remember her name now. Oh, okay. Oh, it was Carol. Carol, there you go. See, all right. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, also, I think what helped too is um, early on, I realized I got an awful lot to learn. So we found a friend who was an accountant and she taught me QuickBooks for our right. accounting purposes. Okay. Um, I reached out to somebody else who developed our website. Um, so being able to kind of look, look to other resources to help fill those gaps of knowledge on both of our parts was a big help as well. Okay. So, so talk about your role as you evolve. You, you kind of early on, you're talking about doing like, you know, a bunch of market research, understanding the market, getting certain certifications. You know, yeah, so you're doing certain things you know, for you, but it quickly evolved to where you had a pretty large staff, you know, again, you know, yeah. you know, of, you know, mostly part-time, but again, so had you ever experienced, you know, running a staff like that? Again, you know, here you're working for, for a dentist and you're doing sales. So you're kind of managing yourself for the most part. Right. So all of a sudden you yeah. got, you got a bunch of eyeballs looking up at you and thinking you have all the answers. Right. So talk about a little bit that, that evolution for you. And I guess your point too, to have, to have Dan to come home to and talk about some of these things too, in terms of saying, I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, help me out here. Let me run, run some stuff by. Yeah, so um, we were very fortunate that within three months of opening the business, we were making a profit, which uh, doesn't normally, from what I'm told, doesn't normally happen. Right, yeah. That's that's correct. (laughs) But um, we got some very large clients very quickly. Um, We actually were the fastest growing franchise in history at that point at nine months um, into the owning the business. But again, that goes back to, you know, getting our names out there and our faces. But you're right. I did not know what to do. When I sold the business, we had 75 employees. And um, that was a lot of personalities to manage. And not to say that we didn't have some issues, because we definitely had some issues. I, um, I am not one that likes confrontations. So when there was difficulties, um, I found it very difficult to confront people. But I knew I had to because it was, um, I was the voice for the clients. So that was a learning experience for me. Um, I had to become a little bit more forceful than I normally am by nature. And um, we grew the business so quickly that I didn't know what to do. I mean, I didn't know how to deal with some of these issues, deal with all the 
um, staffing issues, um, bad accounts that maybe I thought, you know, I really don't want these accounts anymore because they're, ca they're causing more um, adversity for me than they are positive vibes. And so that's basically, you know, when we said, you know, we got to get some outside help here because it's growing too quickly and I, I, I don't know what to do. And being able to come to um, Adam and Jack was, was a huge help. It really put things into perspective for us. And that's a non-solicited yeah, that's comment. Not yeah. Very good. <laughs> we're, we're not being paid for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, so, it will, and, I, and I have to say, too, with, with Dan, I mean, it was. I mean, I would come home some days and I'd be in tears because I didn't know what to do. And he was, you know, being able to be objective and kind of guide me in which direction to go really, really was helpful. Oh, yeah, so. I was, was going to ask, you know, having that spouse, you mentioned like some of those difficult conversations that maybe weren't your natural thing, right? So to have, you know, the spouse there to maybe be those kind of steel rods in the back for you to kind of help, okay, here's what we got to do. And that's kind of, let's role play it a little bit. And that's kind of talk, you know, you got this kind of thing in terms of, you know, having a place, a safe place to go to kind of talk about these things. And he was close enough to understand the business in terms of what was kind of going on, but also again, a little bit removed from it. So again, so not being as emotional, I guess, to your point that that, that was helpful to have that. So and, and something that I think people see, and we, we, we say it all the time, you know, whether you're actually in business together, spouses or not, the, the, you're always mm -hmm. married. So again, it's, it's always, it's always there. So whether you like it or not. So, but it comes back to a lot of times spouses will be like, look, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I'm done talking about it and, and they shut it out. So were there ever times like that where, where Dan's like, look, you know, I, I'm sorry you had a bad day, honey, but I, I had a bad day too, right? Or or, or, or or was it, hey, this is different because now this is this is ours and it was clear that this was number one priority for us? Or how do you kind of balance some of those things in terms of trying to figure out what's, what's the priorities and, and who's allowed to have a bad day versus who's not, you know, maybe allowed to have a bad day kind of thing? How, how did that kind of work? You didn't, you didn't have any arguments or any bad days, did you? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're, you're breaking up, Jack. What was that? <laughs> I, I just my only comment was and that's why I kind of said earlier what my dad said, we're a welded family. And I think our relationship that, you know, we've, we've gone through our, our share of, of personal struggles. Um, and I think we just we tend to put our heads down and plow forward. And yeah, when you do that, sometimes you, you kind of miss things that maybe you should be paying attention to. But when we come up for air, generally we come back stronger and, and kind of feeling like, okay, a better resolve to what we, what we need to do, the decisions we need to make. And, I, and that's always, you know, the chemistry between two people in a marriage versus a business, I think you have to find how that works. It works different ways for different couples, I'm sure. And yeah. I think for us, we just, uh, you know, you, I think you asked earlier, Adam, about what are some of the things that you learned in the past? Well, I think we drew a lot on our personal experience outside of business in our personal lives. And, you know, what do we need to do to make this work? And how do we push, push this forward? and get beyond all this noise that's, that's, that's happening, whether it's from an employee or a disgruntled client, whatever. Um, that's just, it was more of get our, put our heads down and push forward. So. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is such an absence of, of this kind of 
feeling for each other and working with each other. It, it takes maturity to do that. You don't have to be old to be mature. You can be younger. And so many people don't. They, they, yeah. they just don't. You know, when you go underwater, you do come up and you see each other fresh again. And you start until the next battle comes. And, and uh, it's just same power and love. I, you know, it, it might sound a little corny, but that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're willing to take a hit because it isn't that big of a hit and vice versa. You'll give one and as long as it's received the same way, um, life is good, you know, yeah. more good and than bad. Think- and to think that any of this is possible without hard work, right. life, life, you know, life throws a lot at you. And sometimes you have to just put your back into it. And, um, and when you do it together, I think there's, it makes you stronger as a couple. It can make you stronger as a couple. And, and I think as a business, it, it served us, served us well. I agree. I think we, uh, we really drew upon, um, you know, coming both being divorced, we had said, well, no matter what, we're going to make this marriage a, a success. And kind of the same thing with about the business. There was no way I was going to become, a fail- we were going to become a failure after buying this business. We said, we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to be successful. Yeah, you could, you can see that. I mean, it didn't take long to see you have that quality. So, so good I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm picturing Tom Hanks and League of Their Own. Still crying in baseball, right? It's like, hey, that's, that's crying. <laughs> let's go, pumping it up, right? So, I was looking for a pat in the back of the hug, and I got smacked upside the head. Okay, well, I must have needed it, right? So, okay, that's, that's well. What was really what was really cool is when our youngest son was in college, and he used he had to draw up a, a business plan of what he would want to do in the future, and he used S, um, our company as his model. Oh, really? Nice. What you guys did where you started with no knowledge of running a business and where you took it, you know, that's what he hopes to do at some point. So I thought that was pretty cool compliment. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. They're they're always, they're always paying attention and and seeing what goes on. It's great to see when they come back with some positive stuff for you, right? Versus all things that you did wrong, right? They're saying, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, if you can think back, you know, so it's been about 15 years ago before you guys bought this. If you can think back to what, you know, what you guys were like, you know, before then, as you look at where you guys are now, you know, what kind of things did you see in terms of growth, either individually for yourselves or as a couple? You know, there's certain things that you kind of saw that, hey, if we hadn't gone into business together like this, maybe we never would have discovered A or B, you know, anything like that that kind of comes out to you. Well, I think um, from my viewpoint, um, I, re- I definitely value Dan's opinions on things more. Um, we may not always think the same. And be- I think without having the business, I probably wouldn't have respected some of those opinions as much. But now I see that, yeah, we can definitely think totally differently um, on, on different ideas. But what happens as the end result is what matters. And um, I don't know if we would have had that opportunity to view things that way if we didn't have the business together. Yeah. I think um, what it taught me and how I've grown is I've always liked to come up with new ideas. All right, let's look at something differently and let's figure out how we can do it better or is there another way? And you know, in retirement now, I'm kind of applying that to, you know, some of the, we like to do remodeling. Uh, we just got a home last fall and, 
you know, we're doing remodeling. So we find that our best projects are the ones we work on together. And I think taking from the business, you know, we think about different options, you know, well, if we really blew the doors off and did it this way versus scale it back, what, what would we be happy with? And I think I've, I enjoy that process more because I think we know what's possible. We've, we've seen, you know, when we work together on something like that, that, uh, you know, we're actually success. Our oldest son keeps saying, you guys should open up your, you know, mom and pop remodeling <laughs> business because you're always coming up with ideas, and, you know, so. Good idea. But, yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, now you get you gotta get antsy. I mean, you just gotta get antsy. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, had a successful business from scratch. You know, you you know you can do it. So many many doors and windows open for you. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. You know, we bought this camper and started doing <clears throat> some camping, and it's amazing. There's like a whole subculture of podcast and you know youtube videos that it's like okay where where could you go with that so we're we're always thinking <laughs> <laughs> the minds are always going that's a good thing isn't it well let's yeah. so so are there certain things that, that you really you know do you say you, you liked either most or least working with your spouse or things that kind of stuck out as kind of a favorite thing it was like here here's something cool maybe i didn't even think it was gonna happen but you know i haven't gone through it. this is kind of a neat thing of it or boy this is really kind of a kind of a downer i didn't expect but yeah, it's just part of part of the gig and then like that that kind of jumps out at you um one thing that kind of jumps out on me is i think um sometimes i really would have liked to have dan in the office more to help with some situations but um a, either he could not do it or B, did not want to do it or <laughs> C, I was afraid to ask him. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that's that's one thing, but um, I just really, I really saw him as a different person too with what he could contribute to the business and, you know, in his creative, with his creative thoughts, so. Um, I'm not sure. Um she controlled the checkbook. So for her to take me out to lunch was kind of a treat. That was something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> no, I just, again, I think you just, you, you see other nuances of your, of your partner that you don't see in personal life. And I think for me, just, uh, it was really cool to see when, not that it was all about the money, because uh, it wasn't, but just to see how Sherry took so much delight and and how proud she was when, you know, they would land like a 24-hour care client. And the fact that somebody's putting their loved one in, in her hands and the employee's hands to take care of them, that that personal satisfaction that, yeah, this this really feels good that you're doing some good in the world. Cause you know, there's some people out there that don't necessarily, you know, take the best care of, the, of their parents and, and really have uh, their, their best interest at heart. And Sherry always made sure that was done. And when it happened and she'd get thank you notes from clients and it was just neat to see that part of her, uh, you know, shine, if you will. 
Yeah, just just so fulfilling. It is. You know, you mm-hmm. do things like that. Absolutely. It isn't about the money. I mean, money's important, but it That's isn't. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's important down here, you know, right? Oh, it's a wonderful life. All right. So all my movie references are always older references, which is always good. So um, so, 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 so many of our audience might be already uh, in business with their spouse, so they might be considering it. A lot of folks are thinking about, you know, you mentioned earlier, Dan, about, about COVID and some of the impact it had on folks. And one of those, I think, is people have really started to think a lot about what they're doing and what they really kind of want to do. And so I think a lot of folks may be kind of thinking about that now. So for those folks who are listening like that, you know, for you guys having gone through this now, are there certain kind of must-haves? So you know, the must-haves would be maybe make sure you do these things for sure to make sure you're going to be successful working with your spouse, or are there must-have or must-things that you, you must avoid doing kind of thing, right? So anything like that that kind of you know, comes out, that maybe, you, maybe you were aware of it when you were doing it, or maybe now that you're a few years removed from it saying, okay, this is you know, part of the key for, for us to make sure that things went well. So again, either things that you'd say, make sure you do, or things you want to make sure that you avoid. Um, I would say that I think you both have to agree that you are 100% into this, that you both want to go into business together. But you also have to be realistic and realize you're not always going to see eye to eye. And, you know, you got to put the punching gloves away because you might learn something from a differing viewpoint than your own from your spouse. Um, I also think that you have to realize it's going to take a lot of work to get a business going. And you do have to set about if you're both going to be in it full time together, I would I personally would think that you would have to set, set a goal that you're going to take so many hours a week or days a week or whatever, just to have time away from the business and together so that you can have a separate life other than just the business. Because when we ran it at home and that computer was and those files were in front of me all the time, it was pretty hard to walk away from. Right. And I think if you're both in it together, you have to be able to walk away from it at some point in time. Yeah. Uh, communicate. Um, that was another thing that my dad taught me. You've got to be able to communicate and be honest about things that even though you're both putting your head down, pushing forward, you've got to, you've got to talk things through, agree that you're not always going to agree. Um, and that, you know, mistakes will be made. You just got to have that honest, open communication from day one. And I think the other thing is you've got to kind of know, what what your limits are so from a financial standpoint you know we we put the numbers to the to you know pencil to the paper and and said okay we can invest this this is how much we're going to need to run based upon you know we had the good fortune of you know a franchise model that we could make some projections um but i I think you you know financially a, a lot of times you know that becomes the you know, the matchstick for the fire when things get, you know, crazy. It's like, oh, do we have enough money? Are we running out of money? If you have honest and open communication relative to just the finances, that's huge. And I think um, that that was one thing that we really did well is we always knew where we were at financially. We kind of knew, you know, uh, what our budgets were, if we were hitting them or not. So it, it just goes back to, you got to be able to, to, to talk and work through these things. 
and have a lot of those kind of uncomfortable conversations. It sounds like, as you were describing earlier, Dan, about the welded family, I'm sure you guys had all kinds of discussions like that personally. And so, you know, that probably helped get you guys used to having these things where, Hey, it's just a, it's a different topic. Now it's our, our next baby being the business. Right. So we had, yeah, right. but now here's, here's the new one. Maybe it was a favorite one at times too. Maybe well, it was least favorite times, but just kind of depending how it kind of goes. So having those things down. So, so how do you keep that romance alive? You know, you talk about the, you know, shared terms of you know, maybe you constantly, did you, did you guys block off a date night or something like that? You know, what kind of stuff do you do to, to not lose that? Hey, we're in this together because we were a couple first, we were partners in business second. Right. So, but it's very easy to get sucked into that vortex of, of being business partners and you lose sight of, Hey, this is also my significant other here. Right. So how do you, how do you keep that romance alive in the business? I took him out to lunch every now and then. <laughs> it's easy to satisfy then. Okay. And, and if we went out to a movie, we didn't go see Cocoon or Grumpy Old Men. Or... <laughs> Want to go see an action thriller, right? One of those. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, uh, yeah. I mean, we made sure that we, we went out and had some, some fun. Um, getting together with friends or date night, whatever. Um, you know, just trying to keep that balance. I think once we moved the business out of the house, because we started it in the bedroom, a uh, uh, spare bedroom, and then down to the basement. And, and into the den. And then into the den. And then finally, you know. <laughs> outside the yeah, house. Outside the house. <laughs> also, if you, you know, if somebody's running a business together and they have children, um, I think you have to know what your number one priority in life is. And for us, it was our family. So we always made sure that no matter what was going on with the business, we were both there for the kids. So, um, you know, that would be another little uh, uh, advice I would have is that you make your priorities and stick to them because it's easy to ignore them. Once, Once you get sucked into the business it's easy to forget about the other things that might matter it sure is it sure is yeah that's right those are all those were those those are all very good points so yeah jack you talked early early on about success and all that kind of stuff and be curious to get your definition of success because you know we we view you as being tremendously successful not only your your 30 plus years of marriage but again just uh, what you did with seniors helping seniors and it's great to hear and I, I can almost guarantee you, if you hadn't done this, the discussions you're having, the thoughts you're having now in retirement, which is one of the worst words that we, that we, we hate here, but they're good discussions because you're thinking about all the possibilities because of having been through starting something from nothing and creating it and be able to kind of grow it. All of a sudden, the light bulbs and the possibilities for you are, are open in ways that they probably wouldn't have been 15 or 20 years ago because you've been exposed to so many things, right? So that's been very, very good. But as you look at and maybe define success, you know, do, do, do you guys, do you think of yourselves as being successful and, and, and coming back to kind of some of the goals that, that you want to have, you mentioned, you know, family being, you know, being number one for and key, but how do you define and look at success and do you see yourselves that way? She's throwing the hard question to me now. <laughs> That's why you're there. See, your role keeps evolving, Dan. That's good. He's got your pig, right? <laughs> Um, how do you define, I, I, you know, I think, I mean, again, just w- without, I guess, diving in too, too deep to the personal background, I think we wanted to make sure that 
it was a business that we could be proud of because obviously we were part part of the community and you know our reputation you know for you know among friends and among business associates you know that was important so running a uh, Cool. Ethical business, thank you. Ethical business was was very important, and that checkbox, you know, from day one, I felt like, yeah, we we were going to be okay with with that, uh, to the point where, you know, I I think we challenged some other people that weren't quite so ethical, and and they didn't want to do business with us, and we said, you know what, that's fine. We're not going to do something that you know, tarnishes our reputation or the business's reputation. So, um, you know, that, that ethical standard was important. Um, like Sherry said, you know, we have a very, you know, our kids come and visit us very often. They, they want to do things with this. So I think we've done a good job, you know, raising a family and that was equal if, if not even maybe more important than, than anything. Um, but we also wanted to make sure that, I mean, it was a for-profit business. We weren't in it for pure fun. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that at the end of the day, that it would gain us some financial stronghold that we could enjoy retirement like like we are now, uh, however long we decide we want that to last until the next day. But, so the financial part of it, I think, was important uh, as well, but um, not so much on the top that we were willing to sacrifice, you know, the family, the mm -hmm. ethics, and uh, uh, what, what am I missing? I think you covered all the bases pretty much. I think um, from a personal standpoint, like Dan said, we gave our kids wings to fly and they flew. And so our, our uh, goal there, I think, was achieved. Getting thank you notes from families for care for their loved ones was definitely huge. Mm. I still get calls from people. Do you still have the business? Um, or, you know, can I still send somebody to SHS? So that's kind of cool that after being out of it for five years, that uh, people are still wanting to send their loved ones to us. Um, so that's pretty neat. And then financial freedom that we were able to achieve. From, from the business as well as from our past careers. So overall, I think we're pretty happy. <laughs> so I guess yeah, happiness, successful is happiness, right? So yeah. And just for clarification, I'm the one, only one that's truly retired. <laughs> Sherry went from caring for the elderly to being a granny nanny for our four grandchildren three to four days a week. So she's gone from one end of the spectrum to another. And there are days that she comes home almost as tired and, uh, you know, but the rewards are so much different. And we wouldn't be able to afford that had she not been as successful as she was with, with her business. Um, and that, again, is one of the fruits that, you know, we didn't realize at the time but when this opportunity came about, it was like, hell yeah, let, let's do it. Right. So do you, do you miss it at all? Very much so. Yeah. I don't miss 
the 24 seven stuff. Right. <laughs> I definitely miss all the interactions with our employees, with the clients and just with the, uh, you know, the feeling of helping other people. So, right. Right. Yeah. You don't miss do it. Would you do it again? Absolutely. I, if I were to give um, any advice to anybody and I've given it to our, our sons is start your own business as young as you can. I Amen, wish man, brother, started. keep telling, keep telling them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we would have started a business 10, 15 years earlier than what we did. Right. Yeah. It's, that's true of most people who are successful with the small business. Because I mean, it's there's so many millions of small businesses in need of help, and it isn't there, because it's mm -hmm. usually led by by money first folks in a mentality, and you know, money will come. So mm -hmm. it's it's do you have the skills to make people better? Can your can your services make life better, the community better? Absolutely. If they can, yeah. it should be put to good use. Sure. Absolutely. So with that, we got an offer. In fact, we're going to send you a. Your whole facial expression changed. <laughs> well, it's exciting. I'm excited to see what you guys do, you know do next. You know, right now you're you're pondering stuff, and it's great to have the freedom to be able to do that and and see what you want to do. Um, Anything that, that, that we didn't cover as part of our discussion that you wanted to make sure you, you, you got out there and share with folks? You know, any of the notes you had before coming on that you wanted to make sure you, you touched on it or did we get a chance to cover it all? Um, my only comment is, and this is unsolicited again, if anyone is struggling or running up against some challenges or even if you're having a total success um, with your business, I can't thank Adam and Jack enough for what they were able to offer. So, oh, I thank you. Definitely reach out. Thanks, Sherry. You're going to make Jack cry. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jack. <laughs> I know. He's, got, he's getting say. softer in his old age. I always cry. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the sensitive one. Jack's, Jack's the tough one, right? That's, what, that's where good partnerships come in, right? You, you, we got to balance each other, right? You know, and, and having those same kind of things are very, very important. So, well, this is this has been fantastic, really, uh, Sherry Dan. Thank you so much for coming on and, and, and joining us today, and, and definitely, definitely, and sharing your story. Because I, I know there are things that, that you shared and discussed today that I know people are going to find very, very helpful. Again, as as, as I know both of you appreciate being in business, it's often those, those little nuggets and tweaks and, and adjustments that can make all the difference. And so, you know, hearing <laughs> some of the things that, that that both of you have been through, I think, is very, very helpful for for, for us as, as well as our audience. So, so thank you again for for for, for being part of our show today. You're welcome. You're thanks. welcome. Thanks. Thank thanks you for, for the Thank you, folks, for coming out. All right. And for, for those of you listening, hopefully you enjoyed the show. And if you like what you heard today, as Jack was saying at the outset, we have hundreds of other shows just like this one today. You can get them all at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. If you go there, click on the Episodes tab, and you can see a search button. You can put in whatever topic you want. It'll feedback whatever shows we have that, that, that fit that topic. If you don't find one that, that, that suits you, Send us an email at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call, 330-849-0670. Uh, better yet, if you have a smart device, go search on your favorite podcast player, iHeart, Spotify, um, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts. Search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business and be sure to subscribe. And if you like this show, please leave a review. It would be great. So that's what we got for you for today. I appreciate you all listening, and we'll talk with you all next week. Good night. <laughs>